Eli, reporting live from planet Earth, more specifically from Central American jungle in Guatemala. <laughs> right now I'm on Lake Atitlan, it's about a mile or like 500, no 1,500 meters elevated above sea level, this lake uh, up in the mountains of Guatemala that actually used to be a super volcanic crater, imagine that. So no one knows how deep the lake actually is that I'm staying on here because I guess, you know, the when it used to be a volcano, of course it was uh, going all the way down to the center of the earth for the lava to spew up. But as time passed and it closed up, somehow this mass of water managed to fill up the crater, which is still a mystery to me. I don't know how that happened if like rainwater collected in it or if something else happened it's all a mystery but at least it's a huge lake and no one knows how deep it truly is but actually there's a there's like an underwater um, ancient city that because I guess the levels of the lake have been rising uh, throughout the years so there used to be a town or a city or a village or something of that sort, which just got enveloped by the lake and it's now underwater, but people can go and scuba dive and check it out and explore. I haven't been yet, but that's something super, super interesting. But yeah, living on the lake feels <laughs> super, like just saying it like that feels super luxurious. Living on the lake, Central America, uh, I'm enjoying so much being here. Uh, I'm living in a town called San Marcos now. Uh, and San Marcos is very much filled with people uh, on the spiritual path and the path of artistry and expression, consciousness, expansion, medicine, healing, creativity, all of these beautiful things. And so I'm surrounded by people that are actually making beautiful things in the world, bringing in light and love and sharing it with everyone around, honing in on their craft as well and sustainably making a, quote-unquote, making a living off of that, even though what I always said is what I got from Conversations with God, that book, is like you don't need to make yourself worthy of living in every moment by working for it like making a living you know when you are working a job rather you know life is a gift given to us by god and should be enjoyed and not we don't have to prove ourselves worthy of living in each and every moment or every day by working constantly but 
that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> so yeah, this podcast today uh, is actually a, I got a recording with friends of mine uh, the other day where we were just sitting here on our balcony overlooking the volcanoes and the lake and just enjoying the view around sunset and spontaneously we just had this incredible conversation which I decided to record and so I recorded actually on my phone the conversation so like I'll play that clip later in this episode where you can hear cars passing by and birds and uh, different things going around in the surroundings during that clip but you know to be fair though the mic does capture the audio quite well uh, on the phone so the material can be enjoyed nonetheless and it's it's only like a 16 minute clip or something but and you you might be able i don't know if you hear now on the microphone there are dogs in the background and stuff like I'm telling you, living here in San Marcos is a small town, but it's a noisy one for sure. There are tuk-tuks that drive around all the time, these tiny little taxi cars. And like, it's funny here, like kids will start driving those tuk-tuks around like 10 years old. Sometimes they're being taxi drivers, driving people around. And there's a community of dogs here as well, like street dogs that don't have a home and just live their own life but they really go wild in the nighttime it's like that's when they really come alive they it's like human world in the daytime is what a friend of mine said and it becomes the dog world in the nighttime they seem to be fighting sometimes and barking and all sorts of stuff but it's interesting to witness like living in a society here that's not as what shall I say, formal when it comes to the relationship of humans being the owners of animals as we do a lot in the West. It's not as uh, humanly dominated here, you know, like animals kind of can have their own life and even dogs just go around and and are not on leashes and aren't owned by anyone. And I actually quite enjoy it, you know, it feels in a way more harmonious and more natural uh despite the fact that uh some of the dogs actually are not treated too good i guess the the local people hold some sort of resentment towards the dogs from what i've noticed and observed because a lot of them are traumatized after having been hit and and treated badly so but i'm actually here where i'm living is uh, starting an animal shelter. <laughs> it's kind of just happening naturally. Animals are just coming through. The first one that started coming is Gigi, the golden goddess. Two Gs, the cat. She is, if anyone watches my Instagram stories, uh, she has her own Instagram account. Her name is Gigi the Wise on Instagram. And that's this beautiful golden colored cat that just started coming through to our spot. Like she uh, is a street cat. But she just started slowly coming through and like chilling out in the mornings and the evenings and just wanting hugs. Like she's the sweetest one. She will just hop in your lap and just ask you to pet her like all the time. She sleeps in my bed as well. (laughs) And as I started giving her food, she just started sticking around more and more until now she barely even leaves the spot. She's such a, a 
force of presence. She doesn't <laughs> get bothered by anything, pretty much all that she uh, makes sure to take care of is to have enough food and someone that's ready to cuddle her and pet her. <laughs> but other than that, doesn't seem to be much on her mind. That's a funny thing about animals. Yeah, they don't really seem to get so caught up in trains of thought or like distan- distancing themselves from the present moment as we do. But yeah, they're also my friend Oliver, if you guys listened to the last podcast, he has a little puppy here that he rescued from the streets that was so small and tiny and still is. The baby Buddha, which sadly has been a little bit sick just because he wasn't growing up with his mom and, you know, just being exposed to all of the different things that you find by being a tiny little vulnerable puppy in Guatemala. So he's been going through his journey of healing. Uh, and then we've had dogs coming through like street dogs that have been coming here and getting food and some of them are staying and chilling and I'm trying to give them love but a lot of them don't really they're not really open to receiving much touch or like uh, affection just because of the fact that they're so they've been so stuck in survival mode for such a long time that the only thing they can really uh, think of is just like getting food and staying safe but they built up trust, like there's a white, beautiful dog I call Princess. She's the princess of light that comes through here. And I give her food. And at first when she came, like she wouldn't even allow me to touch her at all. But now she's allowing me to pet her and I washed her face. And then she's sleeping around here and it's so sweet. So I can actually see this place transforming into like an animal rescue moving forward heal that relationship between the humans and the animals it's so wild how we just we're so focused on ourselves that we are like yeah i don't know focused on ourselves for some reason we feel like we can just dominate all animals on the planet and do whatever we want and not take into consideration any of the consequences that might have on these sentient beings that uh definitely you know are operating at a different state of consciousness than us but they're sentient beings and uh, should be treated with love and respect just as of course anything else so yeah but on this podcast episode the topics kind of go in a few different directions but they center around like we were talking about ancient civilizations and how uh, the earth changes so rapidly that there's a lot of things that could have and definitely have gone down on this planet way before that most evidences of are just completely erased and eradicated by uh, the hands of time just like when the glaciers come over for example in the ice age they you know move over the land and they just turn everything under it to sand and so like all fossils or all records of ancient civilizations that might have been uh, way more advanced than us uh, could have easily just been completely wiped out and uh 
many different things like this just for example like if you imagine chernobyl or something uh where someone didn't come there for a, a while like you see how fast nature just comes through and like uh what shall we say i'm trying to say you know like if we don't maintain things and we don't do the maintenance work uh things just like revolt back to the natural um what i'm trying to say is nature just transforms them so fast that who knows what has been going on on this planet and like if you listen in to graham hancock who's like a archaeologist and fossil uh, expert and psychedelic expert as well and speculator of well he's like researched a lot of this ancient uh stuff on ruins and civilizations and uh, plant medicine and different stuff and traveled all over the world from Egypt to the Amazon to like Mexico and all of these spots that are filled with sacred sites that no one can piece together you know how these human beings even created those things like they're so beyond our comprehension even with our current state of technology that you know one must wonder that there are different means of creating within this realm of matter that might not be as logical or rational to our uh, limited uh, mind in this moment as like just building things with your hands or using means of like machinery or technology to build like from what i've heard for example in talking about ancient egypt is that they literally just held the thought in mind the blueprint of the structure of the pyramids and all came together to energize it with an intention and attention and held that thought together in the mind until uh, they literally made it materialize in front of their eyes instantaneously and from what I've gathered, that's what the hieroglyphs inside of the pyramids say. But, you know, who knows it? No one can say, but definitely it does not make sense that they carried those bricks that are like way a couple tons each and can't be found. Like they're, they're so far away and would have been, uh, they would have had to carry them such a long way. And they're so heavy that like, just even though if they had endless amounts of slaves, it just doesn't add up, you know? And there's so many things actually that just don't add up inside of the paradigm of like uh, rational materialism, like scientific materialism, which is like the current religious dogma of our time right in this moment, even though, of course, uh, it's always changing and people are opening up faster than ever to the realms beyond and realizing that there might be more to this than just what meets the eye and so yeah the same goes for like these ancient sites in uh, mexico and here in guatemala the mayan ruins that all line up like in these incredibly harmonious and uh, synchronistic ways to each other around the globe that there seems to have been like a civilization uh, more spiritually advanced than us 
on this globe before and who knows like if they were all connected or if they all had their different things going on like in Egypt and Mexico and then of course if you go into the Amazon uh, jungle down in South America you'll find like these they're they're now doing I guess like scans of flying over with helicopters over the Amazon with laser beams or some kind of like uh, radio lasers or something that they can scan like the jungle because the jungle is so vast you could never like go through that whole thing uh, but when they scan it from uh, above like this they're finding out that there's like loads of ancient cities and different uh, markings of civilization that have been in there that seem to be like way way older than our current conception of like when humanity started to be civilized or like yeah somehow quote-unquote evolved from just being like another animal but that's actually a interesting uh, point there as well like about you know we see ourselves so separate from the animal kingdom uh, that we look at ourselves like human beings and then there are animals but remembering of course that we are like primates in an animal body and and have evolved uh, alongside all of these different species and, and are in truth one with nature and all of the animal kingdom but then you know the question of like why are we so different you know like we're just undeniably we stick out like a sore thumb here on this planet <laughs> with all of the different ways of behaving and relating and creating that we express. Uh, Terence McKenna had that whole theory, of course, about the mushroom uh, being the catalyst for this incredible expansion of uh, consciousness within the human being in such a rapid amount, uh, in such a rapid time period. Like, I guess it just does not add up to like Darwinian evolutionary theory the rapid growth of the size of the human brain that happened like i don't know the details of the years but i guess like for something like that to happen with random genetic mutations as like darwin has uh, was the one talking about like it just happened like so many multitudes of times faster than anything like that could have ever uh, gone so like it happened way faster than it could ever gone through random genetic mutations that there seems to have been like some sort of driving force moving our evolution forward like the expansion of the human brain uh, is what I'm talking about it was like a period of time where it just exploded in size and no one truly knows why but Terence McKenna speculated that as we started consuming psilocybin mushrooms both in like small doses and in larger doses they assisted us in uh, expanding our consciousness to transcend the domain of animal experience into this uh, higher domain of awareness and consciousness which we exist within right now which allows for like of course language and conception of time like past and future and uh, just the mental realm that we can navigate like rational thinking and the creation of art and all of these things that like 
make us different from all other animals on this planet. And so he speculated that when we ate like small amounts of mushrooms, we became more alert and more aware so that we could like more easily hunt and stay uh, on the lookout for danger and for uh, predators and all of these different things. But then also when we would start, when we would eat bigger amounts of these psilocybin mushrooms, they of course induce a transcendental experience and a experience of extreme uh, awareness and expanded consciousness and they allow for like a rewiring of your neurology and your neurobiology to an extent where the amount of growth that can happen just from one big dose of psilocybin mushrooms is so transformational that imagining like uh, civilizations or tribes of human beings coming together in ceremony regularly to practice uh, like plant medicine uh, could have had a profound impact on the evolution of the human being and could have been the catalyst for uh, a language you know like if you really think about language of course it's quite a trippy phenomenon you produce these small mouth noises that are inherently abstract and uh, inherently don't have any meaning to them they're completely uh, abstract as just these sounds of vowels and like a e u a hi o and when you match them together in like uh, these certain patterns of speech you can telepathically transfer information from your mind over to the mind of another um, given the fact that the two of you speak the same language and have like this same uh, dictionary and vocabulary of words within your being so you can communicate but you know like imagine I'm just sitting across for, across from someone and speaking or even me just sitting here now, like speaking into this microphone, I'm producing vibrations in the air molecules uh, in front of my mouth by like resonating my vocal cords and moving my mouth and tongue and uh, <laughs> whole physical apparatus in like very detailed and specific ways. And by producing those shifts in the air molecules around me with different pressure changes i create an experience of sound for you as it vibrates your eardrum and the patterns that i'm creating through my speech are recognized within your mind because you've learned the english language i'm assuming if you're listening to this and from those vibrations you can uh, like pull out a meaning of like images and feelings and sensations um, that hopefully are very similar to the ones I had in mind as I created these words, but at the same time can never be completely identical, just given the fact that our life experience uh, is so different than that like the same word could mean like vastly different things to us, but for the most part there exists like a vocabulary or a, a relationship to the words within the collective psyche of 
the English speaking culture where we can uh, conclude or like assume that we'll at least be getting very similar ideas in mind if I communicate clearly enough. But it's quite trippy, no? It's like, yeah, so that <laughs> that comes back to the mushroom, like being a catalyst for that because what you notice when you go in on psilocybin mushroom journeys especially the deeper you go is that and the way of relating there is far beyond our normal comprehension of like day-to-day life and i could definitely see like before language existed it was like it was completely unthinkable you know like it was so unnatural and it was pure magic you know to imagine that you could transfer ideas out of your mind and directly into another's mind uh just yeah it was pure witchcraft and wizardry but then through the use of the medicine uh, we were able to cultivate that skill and literally bring it into our direct experience where now it's an integrated part of everything in our lives and to see that like in our evolution we can bring more of this magic into existence uh and it doesn't have to be like outside of us or beyond us. We can literally bring like, you know, this is telepathy pretty much. And why not bring other forms of magic into our experience? We're already doing that with technology. Language, of course, is just a form of technology. But like thinking about smartphones, this is literally a, a smartphone is a collection of the metals and the different uh, compounds and molecules of the earth like metals and i guess plastics and different things that we've created that are arranged in such a detailed way that you know like just the microchips and the screens and all of this in the phone that when these uh, earthly materials are arranged specifically in just this way they allow for us to like instantly have access to all human information that have, has ever existed in like you can google things in less than a second like whatever your mind could conceive of and we can instantaneously communicate over the whole globe via video chat and audio like you can literally open up a portal portal on your phone as you talk to your mom that's living on the other side of the planet where you get a visual uh visual image or a, like a live feed from that place of the planet through the means of technology there and like for me this is the philosopher's stone you know like what the alchemists have been trying to do for ages is to like bring together these metals and crystals and all these different things and arrange them in such a specific way that they allow for like a transcendental uh, experience to uh, occur where we transcend the limitation of what was previously thought to be you know the edge of what we could create or how we could communicate and noticing that it's just going to keep on progressing and move forward where like I see in the future, you know, just levitation and telepathy and remote viewing and existing in two places at the same time. Things like this will just become like a norm, you know, like you won't even think twice when you see someone on the street just like teleporting themselves through. And this is something, of course, that the yogis and the sages and 
the mystics have been practicing for thousands of years. Uh, but, you know, of course, first we're, we just see, I guess, like a tiny percentage of the population being able to cultivate these sort of skills. Like, you know, there's just a handful of stories of people doing this, like Jesus Christ or Babaji or uh, any of the Hindu deities, like reports of people performing miracles exist in all traditions over the world but it's like very rare but i see that when time moves forward it will start to see it occurring more and more often until it just becomes a integrated part of our experience just as for example uh one example i take of like thinking about things as being like unnatural or natural uh is like before trees existed on the planet, they were completely unnatural and just, yeah, they did not exist, you know, and that, therefore they were not a part of nature, but still the the possibility existed in this field beyond the physical material expression, and then nature started tapping into that blueprint in the field and channeling it into physical, like, manifestation, and through time, as like trees became more and more common, they became an integrated part in nature uh, up until the point where now, you know, it's the most natural thing you could ever think of. And I see the same with, for example, phones and technology, you know, like they're very new on the scene now, relatively. But moving forward, like it's just going to keep on progressing and expanding until like, you know just like a phone will be like an integrated technology that will be like the most natural thing you could ever think of you know it's quite wild right the same with language like we were talking we use it for everything but it didn't used to exist at least not in our direct experience as the species of humans here on planet earth so yeah so many trippy things in this and so many beautiful different ways of looking at this creation just seeing that it goes far beyond and way deeper than what the societal norm of thinking about it uh, tells us like for some reason we insist so much on limiting ourselves in our expression that we are like we argue with each other trying to like make arguments for the fact that it's all just matter and like there's no there's no spirit or soul or like realms beyond it's just like the scientific reductionist mindset which is like the current religion of the world and people work very hard to keep people in those limiting uh world views and you just gotta wonder what is the driving force behind that like what is the intention behind all of these people like pumping millions of dollars into psychological operations through like the social media and through the news and uh, and politics and all of this stuff where people are trying so hard to keep us in a limited expression and limited uh, state of consciousness. But yeah, for me, you know, I don't really enjoy uh, talking too much about the negative aspects of that, I guess just because I don't want to energize them. But at the same time, I 
I feel it's important to recognize just the truth of the matter of what is going on in this planet to see how I can, you know, assist by being a bringer of awareness and light and inspiration. Uh, just knowing kind of what's up gives a nice context for uh, for me relating to the world. But at the same time, like directing more of the focus just towards towards the vision of the world that I want to create and the highest vision of myself that I can hold and not placing any limitation on that, you know, like everything that limits my expression in any way uh, to think very carefully about if the that is something that I want to believe in or hold on to. And as I explore always deeper and deeper within myself, I start to realize that anything that limits me is not worth holding on to. And like <laughs> a funny one that I've been thinking recently that I've been saying to my friends around is like even gravity is a limiting belief, you know. And of course our culture as a whole uh, has a very strong belief in the fact, for example, that you cannot just levitate off the ground. And so the collective belief is very strong and us as individuals of course, have the sovereign power to control our own beliefs, but we also exist within this larger net of the cultural uh, and collective belief structure. And for us to transcend that level as well, we have to be so incredibly centered and uh, pure within ourselves, just like you know the yogis and the saints have been that have levitated throughout the years. But it's, I'm saying, you know, like for the everyday person, it would take such a, like such a clear state of awareness and such a strong and powerful intention to truly make that manifest. That is like quite difficult at this point, just because the limiting beliefs of the collective are weighing on us as well. But as we keep on evolving and like more and more people start opening themselves up, the more it becomes a possibility for everyone to transcend. And that's why I hold the vision of like just light beings and angels and saints and swamis and yogis and, uh, you know, all of these incredibly expansive ideas of what a society could look like or what a individual being could look like. Because, you know, there isn't any doubt that how I see it is, you know, humanity is still very, uh, what's that we say, undeveloped when it comes to the possibilities and the potential of where a society and a species can evolve to. We're still very primitive, you know, like we say one thing and we do another and we like have intentions all over the place that are not all in alignment and you know, we haven't realized that we are in truth one with each other. And so we think we can inflict pain onto another without receiving that pain ourselves. And the same goes for the planet. You know, we think we can treat the planet uh, with no care and still be fine ourselves. But realizing, you know, that we are in truth one with all of it. And therefore, whatever we do onto another or onto the planet, we are uh, doing onto ourselves just you know what jesus was saying already thousands of years back and what the all of the mystics have said throughout the ages and just stepping out of this mold of separation into a more unified experience 
And in that, you know, we start to see that we can all elevate and ascend together and we don't have to, you know, hold on to these ideas of separation and we can create such a such a more beautiful experience than what we have now that yeah i'm just that's what i hold in mind you know this the highest of the highest visions because yeah if you know if we truly we are the ones that are creating this experience you know uh and we contribute to the collective experience as well by how we choose to live individually and so to choose to be someone who holds that intention of love and expansion and consciousness and awareness and transcendence like by living that life you're contributing to the collective energy of that and therefore helping everyone else out in achieving that and you know that's why I don't like to energize ideas of separation or limitation or like any of this bullshit and fuckery that's going on in the world right now like I don't barely even follow it because I just don't want to give any energy to those ideas because I know that by holding them in mind I'm energizing them and then contributing to that being made manifest in our direct experience and that's you know like the brainwashing of the media and stuff like you can't go on social media or anywhere without always being reminded of like pain and suffering and separation and fucking bullshit Uh, and like by them whoever you know quote unquote they are that are making such an effort to like keep that vibration always in the field of awareness of the collective they they don't see that that's literally what is creating it you know we're energizing it with our awareness there Actually, let me pull up on my phone. I have a super nice little thing I wrote in my notes the other day as I made went into meditation alone, which was actually uh, a mushroom meditation, a journey I went on myself. Let's see. Mm. Well, here's a great one, actually. It's called... Oh, yeah, here it is imagination is what drives forward creation and so i was relating here the word imagination to image or like imaging so imagination is like holding images in mind and so like here i have a little yeah little thing (laughs) creating images in mind and energizing them with the power of attention and intention so that they crystallize and materialize into perceived reality to be experienced directly by you and me. And so that's my definition of the creative process through imagination. And so seeing that, like, what image and vision of the world are you holding in mind? When we hold an idea, thought, or image in mind, we are energizing it with the power of our directed awareness. What you hold in mind tends to manifest. If you're holding a thought of lack, fear, separation, anger, or ugliness in mind, life will bring about exactly that in your experience. Since we are, in truth, all interconnected, you will not only manifest that in your life personally, but that energy will also be sent out to the entire collective. 
when you entertain and energize po- <coughs> when you entertain and energize positive and harmonious thought you will notice that your whole outer experience transforms and matches your internal state it's time to step out of the illusion and stop energizing the lies and the bullshit May you open up so that the creative spirit can flow freely into your life and energize your visions and ideas of a beautiful life. May the spirit manifest down into matter through our vessels for us to directly experience the incredible joy and pleasure of consciously creating and manifesting heaven on earth. We are all artists and creators. We have the power to join forces and craft an experience of life filled with beauty, art, connection, joy and love. May we let go of all limiting beliefs that limit us. Uh, yeah, may we let go of all beliefs that limit us or separate us from each other and step into truth, unity, and harmony. And on that note, I'm gonna read for you as well here uh, something I wrote the other day as I sat down in the morning uh, and I decided to write down my highest vision of life so here it goes a higher vision I see a world where all of us have realized our true nature as beings of light angels, fairies, elves and wizards we have opened ourselves up to remember our direct connection to the infinite healing power and creative force of existence we are all healthy and happy living in harmony with life We have come to see that we never needed to slave away and suffer in order to make ourselves worthy of living, but rather we now recognize that life is a gift, meant to be enjoyed, and therefore, we direct our energy towards creating art and freely expressing ourselves. We see that we are already whole as we are, and there is in fact nothing that the universe needs of us, and for that exact reason, we choose to only do things out of the sheer joy and happiness they bring us. We have transcended the illusion of separation and realized our inherent interconnectedness and unity. Therefore, we never hurt or inflict pain onto another because it's clear as day that in doing so, we would only be hurting ourselves. We are divinely guided by the power of our intuition and see that it always wants the best for us and all others. And in truth, intuition is the voice of the soul leading us towards harmony, awareness unity and love by transcending our belief in the limitations of matter time and space we freely exercise and utilize our powers of telepathy remote viewing levitation time travel and all other magic with great ease we hold an intention of harmony consciousness unity and love in all situations we may find ourselves in and express creativity and peace wherever we are and so it is. And realizing that as we hold uh, a vision of this sort in mind, we are contributing to the creation and the manifestation of that in our experience. And we see that first we start to create it personally in our direct experience, which is exactly what I'm doing here in Guatemala now living uh, an experience of such amazing joy and bliss and openness and creativity and 
then sharing that out to the rest of the world as we keep on living it and being living examples of that energy and therefore bringing it for every single being in the universe so yeah just be very mindful of what you keep in mind because it tends to manifest so holding ideas of separation of worry of stress of negativity only energizes that more and contributes to creating that in your experience and it doesn't mean that you have to be oblivious or like ignorant to you know the quote-unquote truth of the matter you know sometimes you just got to call a spade a spade of what is happening but at the same time just being very mindful of the ratios between what you allow to circulate inside of your field of awareness and then you know being very intentional about creating harmonious images in there and visualizing them pairing them as well with elevated emotions to tap into them in the field of possibility so that they may materialize into your experienced reality because within the field everything already exists you know there's if you can hold it in mind it can be experienced and it's just a matter of holding it in there with an intention and elevated emotion assists a lot like an emotion of gratitude or joy or love for the manifestation you're wishing to uh, create Uh, and then just you know getting your intentions also uh, in order and aligned because usually we might have an intention for something and then we have an intention for something else and they like are pointed in all of these different directions where we our life just becomes an interference pattern of these intentions that you know yeah are not all directed in the same way and so we don't really see always the direct correlation between our intentions and what then gets manifested in our lives because they're so all over the place but when we can like bring them all together in alignment and direct them in the same direction we can start to see that manifestation can occur faster than you ever thought possible you know and you start to see synchronicities and beautiful things around you almost instantaneously when you become uh, clearer on your intentions and and start consciously energizing these thoughts and ideas and visions of the life that you want to live and experience and yeah so i think this has been a nice little uh solo talk here now 45 minutes wow <laughs> i'm gonna now uh, go and play this clip from me and the boys sitting on the balcony philosophizing and talking about all of this interesting stuff as well so uh thank you so much for listening in here you go the boys on the balcony uh in guatemala love you guys i mean they maybe they just had some sort of technology that we didn't have yeah who knows it's hard to say podcast <laughs> it's wild uh, about all these different ones and the ice age as well is a trippy one because I guess maybe 12,000 years ago or something it, the whole thing gets covered in ice and you can imagine like everything you would have ever built with earthly materials just gets abolished into sand you know mm. so like we have no idea of what's been going on here 
previously because the transformations that happen to the earth literally can like wipe out entire things without like a shred of evidence you know but then there are those tiny evidences which is the fun part to look into like they just don't add up based on our current world view yeah yeah that's why we really don't know much eh? i was just thinking there like you know we were talking about looking putting your eyes up in the air and I was just imagining, like, just drawing in information just that could tell us exactly right. what, what uh, happened. It's just, I was imagining myself looking up and then just going, well, this is actually what happened. <laughs> Downloading the information, just like people that describe clearly having been in Atlantis or something, you yeah. know, like, they're talking about it like, no doubt, just like a pure memory, you know, like that guy on Gaia TV series yeah. like there's mm-hmm. always like the, the Pleiadian pl- what is the name of that stuff even the Pleiadian people and the Pleiadian people and yeah. this I always get that ad on YouTube <laughs> yeah it's so good but people come in like almost like they're piercing through the veil and they're just like 100% like this is my story I come from like this mm. galaxy and I'm I was brought here to bring awareness and yeah, yeah. love and people like have their whole memories and different things yeah. they Describe it in detail, you know. Yeah, it's funny. But this, but the, this journey doesn't have to be like a physical one. It can be also be like a, a journey without any body. Now, just right. an experience in uh, in a different yeah. in a different dimension. Exactly, you know? that's the thing. Not experienced from like an individual. Body. Yeah, exactly. no, it doesn't have to be that way. <laughs> that's why they say like oh, about aliens. You mean like? They might be having memories of Atlantis, but it might not, not have from been a personal him. experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, like, yeah, they were talking about that in conversation with God like, as so well. Like an experience as a soul. Yeah. Not with a human body, you know? Because, like, they were saying some people can have the same memory of a past life, but they're in different bodies in this lifetime. But they both have the same memory of being... Oh, so they were in together in the past... They were the same in the past life, but split into two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's why. It'd be like me and Ian both being like um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. It's like Ian, man, you remember when we were Jesus Christ? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all one. So. Yeah, we're all one. That's the thing. Like, it's all just like layers of stories yeah. that, like, material existence is like I see as the baseline. Is the one that's most solid. Is the one that is the densest of them all. Mm-hmm. And there are certain story threads that move through that, and they're just they're real when you're living through them you know but at the same time like a mental experience is very real when you're in it but it's yeah. definitely not a physical one because you're having an experience that's and in a different realm there exactly and, and the, the dimensions uh, just go off and the emotions are exactly the same exactly if you just imagine yourself doing something like having sex and stuff it can cause the same emotion the same chemical reaction in your brain as if you do it like right. with yeah. your physical body that's like joe dispensa is all about like being taking the time to set an intention to cultivate a feeling within yourself yeah. and energize mm-hmm. like a vision of what you want to call forth with that feeling and just literally experience it in this mm. infinite field so you're having a direct experience of that yeah and then you've made like a, like a direction to no like a connection to okay. that thing that idea in the field you literally pull it into yeah. your experience that actually is such a great example of like I don't know if you've ever had like a wet dream, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Where you, you have like like a sex dream, you know, and you wake, yes. wake up like 
just like wake up over you like still moving yeah okay there was no physical contact but you still managed to ejaculate oh yeah from yeah. A, from just a dream you know? that's yeah. a that's a very good one actually there yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you woke up and like oh whoa you know and the same that just goes in the waking state for an erection like you're seeing a direct connection of your thought influencing your body like you have a thought of like something sexual and you just feel like a hormone release in your whole system and then blood flow towards your penis yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's all just from that idea you held in mind you yeah, know? Yeah. I think there was a point in my childhood where I was old enough to be embarrassed that I did piss my bed but that I was young enough not to know that telling my mom that I think I had a wet dream to cover up the pissing my bed <laughs> wasn't a more embarrassing story to tell <laughs> You told her you had a wet dream. Instead. Yeah, because I thought that would be like a lesser of the two evils. And obviously, I mean, I don't remember anything happening. Did you know what a wet dream was? I had heard about it, but yeah, I didn't I know exactly. I, that's yeah, what I was yeah. saying. I had heard about it, but I didn't know what it was. So I didn't know that was probably like a way weird yeah, thing yeah. to tell my mom. <laughs> and it wasn't true. You know what, you know <laughs> so I fucking lied and shot myself in the foot. Oh, you know what? That's, that's really funny, actually, <laughs> thinking about, you know, when you're a kid and you hear these things like older kids might talk about like oh it's a wet dream yeah. and you're kind of afraid to ask questions yeah because yeah. you, wanna, you, know you don't want to you don't want to be embarrassed you, you want to fit in and be so you're like oh, yeah. i already know what's up yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That. well that's like the, that's the domestic i remember being right in like grade eight and like guys that uh. like super uh the sleepovers being like talking about their dicks like yeah mine's like seven inches and i'm like <laughs> you're like 12. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's like how we see this like childish enactment play out yeah. in the adult world like sure, people sure. in corporate enterprises oh, really, like yeah. this stuff it's like so much of this energy being portrayed like it just goes back to them i don't yeah you don't want to show that you don't know what's up as you actually yeah, do yeah. and and that's like man the communication is that's why i love in the four agreements they always talk about just keep asking questions and don't make assumptions and even when you feel like you have all the answers, the questions asked and answered, yeah. still don't assume you know what's going right, on. <laughs> right. It reminds me of Ram Das, just like love everybody and tell the truth. Yeah. Like just always tell the truth. If you don't know, don't say you know. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> I've been feeling that. And one of the things that's really helped me is being myself. I remember saying about unapologetically being yourself. Right. Expressing your truth with love and then just whatever way it comes out, just. You're unapologetically just being yourself, yeah. you know? Right. So many people struggle just to say, I don't know, yeah? Right. Because mm. they are afraid to be, like, judged or, like... Yeah. Feel like get... they need to have an opinion or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I found myself, like, starting to talk on a subject and then I cut myself off, maybe. I can... Yeah. I don't know. To be I'm fair, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't even know where I'm going with this. <laughs> yeah. That's good when you can recognize that yeah. in yourself, like, wait, I thought I was going to... Because you get caught up in like yeah, a program, exactly. and then when you recognize the program, and you're yeah. like, "Oh, just to tell you guys the truth, no, I probably don't even know what's going on." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even sometimes I feel that with like even an emotion, I might be feeling something in some situation. I'm like, "Well, I'm not actually sure what I'm feeling. <laughs> right. I'm feeling something." Yeah. <laughs> I don't know though. You know? Yeah. Because you want to label it. Because yeah. most you're not usually just feeling one feeling exclusively. Yeah. yeah. And then we just. And then we get frustrated, or it's confusing, and then we yeah. want to like, label or assume it's like you want to put a story on it yeah. to, to compartmentalize it. Yeah, that's what we're like so <laughs> obsessed with doing is like putting everything into boxes and labels and like yeah. separating, and we're literally like making an effort always to separate, separate, separate. Yeah, wow, yeah. But it's like 
literally just leave it you know like don't give it a label some people find it so hard because it's like well then what do you, I do yeah. nothing you know you, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. you just don't do yeah. it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the yeah. oneness you know like you don't have to do anything yeah <laughs> I guess it's just like it's a matter of like communication I guess it can I mean that was the skit we were doing joking about like the unity is sometimes the ultra relativist mm. perspective breaks down and it's like how do I apply this to this situation yeah because I about that kind of not knowing sometimes what you're feeling because remember a couple of times me and you like you had felt something in the energy mm-hmm. but you know sometimes there was no words on it and then you expressed that to me and then we like got to an understanding of oh that was in the energy there was right. something unexpressed right so I suppose again always back to balance of like feeling things and just not getting into it but also feeling something and expressing your truth to somebody like oh I'm feeling this I don't know is, is it, do you know what I mean yeah do you know what I mean yeah I know exactly what you mean express this feeling you know if you don't have those kind of vocabulary right just like get in touch with people yeah yeah, that's the part of the world. I find that it's interesting though because I think there's still level, levels of like self awareness and like holding out skepticism. Because I've noticed, especially like being in San Marcos in a spiritual community, sometimes it's like, you know, trust your truth, believe your truth, whatever. But people take for granted, granted that their interpretation of a situation right. is what happened. Right. And it's yeah. like, that's- I know, I, I read your energy and it was this, this. It's like, yeah, yeah but you're actually not right. Mm. But it's your truth. Yeah. And it's like, I think obviously you want to live your truth, but I think there's still le- layers of like self-awareness. Exactly. And like holding out, holding out conclusion on a certain thing. Because I find yeah, people like yeah. jumping to, like reading, like, just describing a situation and just having way more yeah, conviction. Yeah, they have like a whole story. More conviction that, yeah. than like mm. your interpretation is some exactly. oftentimes true, but it's not always. And it's recognizing that. Yeah. That's that, like we said, just saying you don't know, like, yeah. this is what I felt in that moment and that's what I can yeah. share, mm. but I'm not going to make assumptions about what actually went down or how anyone else was feeling, you know, yeah, but yeah, yeah, all yeah. I have to share is my direct experience and mm. that's yeah, yeah. my truth, but not projecting that onto anyone else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. And also like, a funny one though about like this, you know, where does it break down this like just holding unity and stuff when you are in the real world, like it's all love, bro, and then you're dealing with a real problem and someone is saying that to you. I actually think the best approach to it is just to hold that in like every single situation. Yeah. Like if you really want to go on the path of mastery, like yeah. there is not a s- situation where you should just say like, no, this is the how the real world is and I just need to be fucking stressed and worried and yeah, yeah, yeah. taking that in. It's like, if you're really going on the spiritual path, you gotta let it all pass, you know? Mm. Send the love to it all. Yeah. Awareness is the key. There's like they really opened up the road today, that's for sure. <laughs> Car's been blasting off. Oh, is that what it is? I yeah. guess so. It's yeah. been locked. No, closed up. Yeah. yeah. What have you? Right. So easy to take for granted, though? <laughs> it's funny you start living living in something and it's like yeah. it becomes the norm like instantly just like that and we think it's just the baseline now yeah it's incredible but that's like always elevating though like yeah. just like setting a baseline and then directing your awareness even higher and then just boom mm-hmm. setting that as the baseline and yeah. for me I feel like it's getting better man the view all the time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. because the more energy I feel that is in my body like free the more energy I feel that's free inside me the easier it is to be present and then I can really experience the now right you know and I can see the energy on the trees and I always think the water just looks so incredible it's almost like it's dancing in front of us 
where it's shimmering and the clothes are a constant masterpiece that keep changing and you got yeah. you got the little thing on top of the volcano as and well. we do a good job actually at recognizing that beauty like just noticing that every day is a different scene and like we show gratitude for the higher intelligence or the higher artist that is crafting this masterpiece that's ever evolving I feel like we do a good job of bringing that into recognition yeah yeah seeing the beauty and then the car is driving by it's the same thing as the lake it's all <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's like the thing I was seeing with the beauty I was thinking like wait we're recording like if we were sitting having this conversation in a field somewhere with like birds singing and that and that it would be so beautiful but then you're coming back to that like the rawness and the truth of the situation is just like we're capturing what's going down right now is us sitting on this balcony having a good view but the truth is that there's also lots of cars passing by yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's all beautiful to make up that scene that is now yeah all of them have their own like yeah. beautiful stories behind it as well and then this car is driving by and there's also like relatively old men like carrying giant bricks on their on right. their neck how do you deal with like uh like when the, like suffering or it seem, not like seeming suffering or things um like that maybe seems unfair and then like you know going about doing your own your right. own things and like acquiring more getting more yeah things it's it reminds me me and brandon had a conversation earlier like just about how blessed we are to like for example have access to good equipment to record video and music and stuff yeah. like the fact that we're in a position where we could cultivate like that we have phones and computers and like cameras around us it's such a blessing and then we were talking about like the scale of it all like there's always someone that has it worse than you but there's always someone that has it way better than you but you are not doing anyone justice if you're like thinking about the ones that have it worse than you and not fully enjoying what you have because of that yeah like you're you're only contributing to the suffering but for you to fully enjoy all you got and then keep on always trying to elevate and ascend for more is actually just contributing to that energy of the whole you know yeah so it's not feeling bad that people are suffering because that just does not help. Yeah, no, I've like, thought about it. You're not, you're not the reason, like, in right. the first place, that there's suffering around us, you know? Yeah. Exactly. So in just your mind projecting, I feel good because they, they, they are, like, suffering. You know? mm-hmm. And you, you try to, to, like you say, you, to pay the bill and, uh, like, okay... At least I'm not enjoying what I'm owning, right. so I can contribute. Yeah, you know? yeah but right. you're not contributing at all, you know. And then there are people yeah. that have jobs trying to make you feel bad so that you contribute. You know, like yeah. it's like you have to do this and you have to do that. Yeah. But it's like, and that's you know you see it on news and media and all of this, like just giving you orders of what you have to do because it's for the good of all, you know. Yeah. But it's like coming back to our own selves and really tapping in with the intuition of because. Our intuition tells us what is in alignment, and that's for the good of all as well, you know? Your intuition is yeah. for the highest yeah, good. Yeah, no, like, it's, like if you wait for all the... If you hold out happiness for all the suffering to leave the world, then you'll be waiting forever. Right. And uh, Yeah, I guess it's just like finding that balance between like, you know, I'm going to enjoy myself, but then is there uh, is there an obligation to directly help like the, you know, the suffering... Right, and then and then and then, what is the best yeah, way to like, help? Yeah, yeah. That's like also, and that, there's just so many mixed things. It's like, for example, we're 
you know, recording on this and like in general, what you and what we want to share is like love and happiness. Yes. And yet, like we know that this metal was like mined by some fucking kid. Right. And it's like, what the fuck do we do? But it's like you can't. Yeah, I know you can't. I know. Yeah, I know you can't. So it's like ten to your side of the garden. Yeah, ten to the part of the garden that you can touch. Exactly. Do you want to mind Buddha? It's an race. If he's right, yeah, it's all right. Where you going? Gym. Yeah. Ollie popping over to the gym. Last and all. I think that will then. Uh, be the conclusion of this podcast episode <laughs> the four amigos dropping in deep on a nice little episode <laughs> that was a great, good drop in some great uh, yeah. conversation <laughs> sending thanks and gratitude and love to everyone that oh tuned in and listened through love you we're all one love you bye bye see you <laughs> oh my god goodbye <laughs>